This is Dr. David Pomeroy, your host on ADHD Focus. I wanted to remind you that the show is not intended to be a recommendation for diagnosis or treatment of any condition for any specific person. Please consult your mental health professional or doctor managing your ADHD or mental health issues about any diagnosis or treatment-related information that you hear on the show. Refer your ADHD provider to the show if he or she would like more information. Thank you. Today my guest is Dr. Ted Mandelkorn, who is a pediatrician here in the Seattle area, who has been working with and treating people with ADD for the past 40 years. We're going to be talking about medications and many aspects of medications in ADHD. And one thing both of us want to make very clear is that we do not believe that medication is the only thing and the only part of treatment for ADD. At the same time, it is an essential part of it. Um, and that said, we're going to be mainly talking about medications, types of them, and myths about them, things like that. So, Ted, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. I'm delighted to be here and hope we can offer some good tidbits of advice. I think we probably can. Um, and I'll, I'll uh, I guess, preface things also by saying 40 years ago when I was in my uh, pediatric training here in Seattle as part of my family practice residency, I heard about this uh, doctor on Mercer Island who was prescribing Ritalin to kids. And so I think you were... Uh, ahead of your time in figuring out that this was going to help these kids. Well, thank you for that, and I'm delighted that you've joined the cause and continued to help educate everybody on what ADD is and how the best ways of managing it can be. Well, I certainly owe you a lot of thanks to uh, encouraging me and supporting me uh, when I opened the practice 12 years ago, and it has certainly been the most rewarding part of uh, my practice of, of medicine over the past 38 years. Um, yeah. Well, rewarding for me, too, to watch, and little did I know what I had unleashed. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, well, in terms of uh, medications, let's kind of start with the basics as far as the families of meds, and, and uh, certainly the stimulant ones are the ones that are most effective, and we'll mention a couple of the others as well, but uh, on the stimulants, you started when there was pretty much only Ritalin, short-acting tablets. Correct, and it was a very frustrating time because we had Ritalin tablets that, number one, were known as stimulants, although they actually do not work in any way as stimulants for ADHD people, but they were four-hour pills. They were advertised as four-hour pills, and if, in fact, you were taking a pill to correct a chemistry in your body that only lasted four hours and it really was effective it meant you had to take it every four hours and I always joked it was kind of ridiculous to ask a child who was taking a pill to help him remember to remember <laughs> to take the next one when the pill that helps him remember was wearing off yeah and they mm. had great trouble remembering to take the pills and the caretakers that were supposed to be responsible did the best they could but they didn't always remember to do it but where I got into problems at that point, which was very early on in my career, is I realized that these pills were not lasting four hours for a lot of people. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, that's they the took, other point. They took about 10 minutes to work, and they, they kind of wore off 10 minutes at the very end. So there was this period of time where they actually weren't working. So what I realized is if I give it every three hours and 45 minutes, I could prevent it from not from wearing off. Right. Well, that got me into all kinds of hot water as we began to recognize more and more stimulants were being used. And what we really wanted to do was get a long-acting pill where we didn't have to repetitively give pills, and thank mm-hmm. goodness mm-hmm. these were developed. And that was Adderall XR, it was 2001 or so that it came out? Yeah, yeah. And then Concerta, and Concerta came out from... Uh, Alza Corporation developed the Concerta pill, uh, which essentially mimicked taking two of the Ritalins, and so it mm-hmm. would last at least up to eight hours, which was very helpful for these kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, and certainly the back then, of course, ADD disappeared when you're 18, and uh, magically you were fine. Because yes, it only, knew when your birthday was. Yeah, only hyperactive uh, boys had, uh, had the problem, which, of course, yes. we know now isn't isn't the case but uh, so the main development of these was so that it would last through a school day exactly um, and exactly and then of course they would come home and it would wear off and there would be difficulty interacting with the family um, mm-hmm. and we had trouble giving it in the evening because it often interfered with sleep for some of the kids so it was it was a tough time at that point yeah and yeah and thank goodness we, we've got newer and better delivery systems now mm-hmm um, though some of those you know they It'll say yes, should last ten hours, and it goes six for some people. Right. Well, so there's this a, is the other problem: is that the drug companies, when they put out medications, um, are not always precise on how long it's going to last in an individual. So yes. each person has to work with their doctor to find the right medicine and to find the right duration of action. Mm-hmm. And that's where you need a skilled person such as yourself to help them sort mm-hmm. that out because it's not easy. No, no, and I I tell my patients the the first task we have is just find out how much is it going to take to work at all, and if certainly we get side effects, we'll switch to another. Once you find out that it works, then we're going to figure out how long is it effective, and what can we do to make sure it whatever medication you're taking, the effect of it lasts for as long as you need to be at top function over a day. And then I often ask them, after I've gone over this, what part of your day don't you want your brain to function at its best level? And actually, there are some times when you're not doing anything and it's really not quite as important that it be at its best level. But mm-hmm. for the most part, um, most of us need it working throughout the day and into the evening if we're working with our family or our children or we're doing homework. So everybody kind of has to figure out how they're going to use it, and how they're going to manage it. Mm-hmm. And I know some people, uh, a lot of people at first will say, well, um, Johnny only needs it for school, and he's fine other times. Or, well, I don't think I need it at uh, on weekends because it's just uh, my work that I really need to focus. And right. typical of many people with ADD, they don't recognize how much problem they're having. Other people do. So yep. you take it on weekends so you're, you're more attentive to your family or can communicate better and, and listen better. So uh, I know the idea of, oh, you have to take a, uh, a break or um, vacation to, from it. I, I think we can pretty well say, no, that's, 
that's not helpful. You know, it's really interesting. Um, all of the issues we have and the myths we have over taking these medicines, and a lot of people don't want to take it unless they really need it. And I say to them, you know, if it was your heart medicine or your kidney medicine or your thyroid, when would you stop that? Um, mm -hmm. You keep taking those pills every day in order to fix and correct the chemical issue that you've been identified to have. So why would you stop this? Well, normally the answer is we're uncomfortable with the medicine. And I don't know why it's so hard to get across to the public and we have been using uh, the medication in Adderall and Vyvanse, which is dextroamphetamine, mm -hmm. not methamphetamine, but dextroamphetamine, yeah, absolutely. since 1939, almost 80 years. Mm -hmm. that's, that's a lot of years. And there's no evidence that it has any long-term lasting side effects when you're using this for ADD. And right, yet people it doesn't... are worried about it. They have this fear because it's been a myth for many years. Yeah, and certainly... People without ADD can get addicted and have all kinds of problems, but I've been re I, a while ago thought, you know, I don't think someone who truly has ADD can get addicted to it because you take the right amount, you can think more clearly, your mind's more clear. You take more than that, it doesn't feel good. There's no, no incentive like to it. keep taking. Yeah. Whereas someone yeah. without ADD, man, they feel great. They got energy, everything's super. Well, that effect wears off after even a couple of weeks. But well, if I take two of them, it'll work. Yep. And they're the ones who are yep. chasing the rush. Um, and the so, same yes. with weight gain. Uh -huh. The same with weight gain. So a lot of the problems, a lot of the kids particularly, but some adults will notice that when they start this medicine, uh, that they have uh, the side effect of difficulty with appetite, particularly in the middle of the day. And I explained to them that that, that side effect is almost always going to go away if you just stay on your medicine. But if you're mm -hmm. taking it to lose weight, which is the way Adderall started out, Adderall started out as a drug called Obitrol, which was for weight loss. And it didn't work because you had to take more and more and more of it, and right. it actually had a problem. So it, 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 it never did sell well, and the Shire Corporation bought it out and changed the label. But the issue is if a lot of people will stop on weekends and holidays because they, quote, don't feel like themselves, and I remind them, well, the, the reason you came in here is that themselves wasn't working so well, so where do we want to be? But if you stop and start, you, you kind of don't build up the tolerance to the side effects that, that you're not liking. So my college kids taught me years ago that what they do is they lower their dose on weekends and holidays, so they're still on it, but yep. they're not getting a very big effect. And that way their body maintains its tolerance to the side effects. Right, and I, a number of uh, adults, I, I think it, um, people who told me about it first, saying, yeah, I don't always need that booster one during the week on some days, and weekends I don't think I need the longer-acting part necessarily, but if I take that in the morning, then I can get stuff done, and that essentially does the same thing, and they aren't uh, getting into yep. the, the... Yes, um... This is, this is when I get into a conversation with my patients about diabetes, and I explain to them that some of the diabetics need to change their insulin level when they exercise more or go to a birthday party. They kind of have to adjust the level for their activity pattern, their eating pattern. I think mm -hmm. ADD people have to do the same thing, and oh, many yeah. of them need more. Many of them need more for work or for school, but they mm -hmm. don't need that same dose for socializing. Right. And. and
and they can lower that dose absolutely and feel more comfortable with a lower dose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I do uh, find another a number of um, patients, and, and I appreciate their awareness that, you know, I don't need that as large a dose during um, the week. And one right. guy drives me crazy because he wants the Concerta during the week and the Adderall on weekends, and, of course, it all has to figure it out to how many do you need for 90 days. Um, yeah. But yeah. that's what works for him. Um, yes, and so, this is why... This is why I feel you and I are so important because most doctors are very uncomfortable giving these medicines out at all, mm -hmm. let alone the correct dosage and let alone the variation in dosage that you and I are now talking about. So it really does take somebody that has an expertise to help people find the best way to manage their symptoms with, with the medicine. Yeah, I get, uh, I guess, puzzled why particularly uh, primary care docs get so scared of it. Um, when, to me, it's even less of a um, mess trying to figure out which of the new diabetic medicines or hypertension and all these different things, um, and which brings up um, one thing as far as the, I figure any medication in a journal that has an ad on it that I have never heard of it is something for diabetes now, and there are more and more newer quote-unquote, um, medications for ADHD, still we're looking at the basics. It's either a methylphenidate, a Ritalin type, or an amphetamine, Vyvanse and Adderall. But there right. are all these new ones. Do you think there's really much advantage, particularly in all these new amphetamine, different balance things, between one or the other? Is there much difference? My impression primarily is that they are different delivery systems, and some people like the different delivery systems, the ones that are more rapid-acting versus the slow-acting. So that's one more variable that sometimes has to be found. Um, I've had my experience with people that have been on Vyvanse, which is a long, smooth-acting release system. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, they really learn to like that. They don't feel the ups and downs. It's almost like taking a vitamin that they're just not aware of. Yeah. But if, if they've been on Adderall or shorter acting, they actually can feel that medicine working and wearing off, yep. which is fine. But then they have trouble switching over to the longer acting because they don't feel like it's working. Right, and, right. And, 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 but they're both working, and they, whatever works best for them. Um, but they, they kind of get their favorite delivery system is what I've found. Mm -hmm. And, I've, I've and I don't think, I'm waiting, you know, there's a new one now, there's the three-bead uh, Adderall, Adderall. Now, yep. which is uh, Mideus. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm waiting to try that on my Adderall patients because I have a number taking Adderall three times a day, mm -hmm. and that's what this Mideus is supposed to do. If it works, we'll have a once-a-day, 16-hour Adderall treatment. Well... It sounds good. I'm waiting. Yeah. I can't dispense it yet. It's not in the pharmacy. They tell me it's out, but you really can't get it yet. So yeah, that's, it's pretty difficult. That's, a, that's an old drug presented in a new delivery system. Mm -hmm. And I've had a, a couple people try it on kind of an early program, and yep. uh, one of them, I think she had mild 
uh, side effects with Adderall, and she didn't like that one. The other person said, well, it lasts too long. I want to be able to have it wear off or slow down after yep. work. Um, yep. And if I need a booster, I can use that, and if I don't need it, there's more flexibility. Yeah. So, yeah. so you take off, think, you take away the control. Yeah. So the other yeah. long-acting we have is the methylphenidate long-acting patch, but when they wear that, they have absolute control over that patch. Yes. Um, they can put it on when they want, take it off when they want, and they can also reduce the size of the patch if they want. So it's an ideal delivery system where you can control it day to day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pill you're talking, the new pill we're talking about, you have no control after you take it. Yeah, yeah, um, it really is. You, you have it, and and that's all. And the, the right. patch is quite. I found people either really like it, or they get a rash, or they just don't like fussing around with putting it on, right. etc. Um, but it Absolutely. is really smooth and. Um, even though the directions say you aren't supposed to cut it, of course they stamp it out in big, in just chunks. So <laughs> the way they not, make it. <laughs> yeah, there's not a puddle of medicine like the old-fashioned kind because the medication is in the adhesive. Um, oh gosh, so, I've forgotten all about that. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, I have a lot of women that like the patch. They wear it back on their buttocks. Mm-hmm. Um, the men have a lot of hair on their legs. They also exercise and sweat a lot. And so it's really not quite as satisfactory for them. But the ones that love it, love it. You're quite right. Yep. Um, and I think it, it speaks, again, to the fact that in, you have to figure out and help the person find what's, what's the delivery system, essentially, that fits best for them. Exactly. Um, in terms of yeah. both patches or skin problems or um, can't swallow pills, okay, you can sprinkle it. Um, or something concerted only lasts six hours, okay, take a second one or one thing or another. Um, right, and that's, and that's the expertise you need for each person because it's not the same for each person. So you no. really have to listen to their story. Yeah, and Very you can't true. do it out of the book. Gee, you're, the Adderall 10 milligrams didn't work. You must not have ADD. Well, maybe you need no. a 20. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it would you be. You know, like the saying, other joy that I I really enjoy is that when you finally work through this over many months to years, and each person finally finds the right drug and the right delivery system and the right dose, it stays pretty stable mm-hmm. um, for the great majority of people. I, um, so that they, it's like find you finally find the right pair of glasses, but it can take mm-hmm. quite a while to find. That exact right dose. Um, Yeah, and it varies. Go ahead. Do you think there um, there is a I guess phenomenon of tolerance? It seems to me maybe roughly twenty percent of folks find after two years, three years, that the same amount doesn't quite have the same punch. And this is if they're still sleeping well. They're at the same job. You know, there aren't a bunch of other changes going on. Yeah, there's no question in my mind. And we identified quite a long time ago that we were seeing this. And what we kind of decided in our office is when you're on a dose and you're doing well and the reports are good from your wife, your husband, your school teacher, whatever, that's nice. And then 
six months to a year later, you come in and you say, you know what, I don't think this is working right. And I'm never quite sure whether it's the medicine not working or it's the school teacher or the environment. But I say, okay, let's just raise it up one level. And if it's due to tolerance buildup, you'll immediately get better as soon as we raise it. So we raise it, and they say, oh, it's so much better, thank you. And then I mm-hmm. say to them, if that happens again, then you're having ongoing tolerance. And what we'll do is we'll rotate, alternate with another medicine on weekends so yep. that you can continue on it. I have in my 40 years one child who I had to alternate every three days. Oh, boy because it would wear off after the third day, and the teachers would call me. And so we started doing alternating every three days, and it worked fine. He's the only one that I've had that clear. Most right. of them just stop on the weekend. And people have asked me, do I have to stop all weekend, or could I just stop on one day? And I, I'll tell you, I've never tried to figure it out. Yeah, and I, I find that a lot of people who can tolerate, say, they're taking Adderall, they could tolerate Concerta. It may not be quite as sharp, but it's right. still there and helps. Fine, take the Concerta on weekends, take the Adderall when you need that sharper right. focus during the week, yeah. and they don't uh, end up with a tolerance. Uh, or right. And you know, Dave, you and I both see this, and you and I both do this. I haven't, maybe you've seen it, I haven't seen any articles on this. I haven't, I know. I haven't seen anything written about people doing what we're talking about. Well, I think part of and my frustration with the articles and this and that, it's well and good to have evidence-based practice, but I think there's also a place for practice-based evidence. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and that's um, where I'm just surprised we after have all that the, evidence. I'm, yeah. I'm just surprised after all these years that it has not been evidence-based, you know, studied up. Yep. But studied. it hasn't yet. And I and I can see part of it is you need to be going five years and maybe only 20% of people are going to have it. So it can be uh, tricky. But even say, okay, I know this person has it. Let's um, put these people in the pool, work out a way that people all over the country, docs can put people in that uh, group to study. Um, but right. you're right, I've not seen any. And that's part of the the art um, of working the medications that uh, yep. makes a difference. Sure enough. Well, one of the other ones I wanted to uh, address that's come along and, and is very helpful in, in a lot of situations, and that's guamphacine, uh, which mm-hmm. when it started probably 30 years ago as 10X for blood pressure um, and then became generic, you had to take it two or three times a day, I still can't figure out how someone thought, gee, maybe this not-so-good blood pressure medicine would help kids who are oppositional and cranky all the time. Yeah. But it does. Yeah, it does. Um, we Years ago when I started treating the kids with Tourette's, um, we would use the clonidine patch, mm-hmm. which was a five-day patch on their shoulder that they wore, and it would really control their tics, but it also really helped them be in control of their body movements and impulsivity as well. So we've known that for quite a while. Um, it, and it's, it's very helpful, particularly for the people that have a lot of impulsivity and hyperactivity. I have not found that it helps them study and read and remember what they've read. No. So I'm not sure it helps a whole lot for the actual 
focusing and attention, but I think it does help on those other issues. Yeah, I think it's it. I find it's more an, an adjunct. It can add um, to whatever stimulant in terms of okay, the hyperactivity goes down. I've actually found um, adults using it for when their meds are wearing off toward the end of the day and they get that yes. kind of rebound and it just yep. smooths that out um, Absolutely. and helps. And, and they say, yeah, I'm less cranky at the end of the day. And my wife says, you haven't taken that yet today, have you? Um, that's right. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> that's the good barometer of whether it's working. Yes. I thought primary use of, the, of, of, the, um, of that medication is to help with the end of the day rebound wearing off of the medication. Mm-hmm. It also helps them, um, if you use it and it's a 24-hour pill, it helps them get to sleep too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was interested to, to see, I, again, I haven't seen any studies on it, but when Intuniv, the once-a-day formulation, first came out, I was tracking pretty carefully um, side effects, how it was helping this and that, and about... 10% of the kids taking it over six months, they shot up from 25th percentile on weight to 75th. They just mm-hmm. gained weight like crazy. And mm-hmm. most of them it didn't affect. But um, I, So I watched that, and if that's going on, I'd say, you know, maybe we have to cut it back and, you know, trying to tell an 8-year-old don't eat so much or don't eat all the Triscuits out of yep. the box when you come home. Um, yeah, the the eight-year-old then looks at you and says, "I came in here with one problem, and you gave me a new one." <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> um, but it, it's still pretty uh, unusual. I think the yeah the advantages are definitely there when when people need that. Now the right, other sure. med that came out, boy, it's probably well, it's got to be twelve or thirteen years ago because that's how we got talking about ADHD was uh, Stratera, now generic as Atomoxetine. Um and that was a big hope at first that, okay, here's a non-stimulant. It's going to help 24 hours, um, and yet it hasn't worked as effectively as most of the stimulants. What's been your experience with that? Oh, uh, my experience was exactly what you just said. It was, God, it was going to be God's gift to ADD. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was going to, it was not controlled. It was not going to affect your appetite. Uh, it was going to be wonderful. Um, and what was very misleading was they did a, Eli Lilly did a huge study, I think with 5,000 adults. It was big. Mm. And all of the numbers looked really, really good. So to be quite honest, in our practice, after we'd heard all of that, um, we, I started almost everybody on it saying, let's give it a try. And to be, it was really interesting because all of the people I've seen had been on medications and they got on this. And they came in and said, I really like it. It's, it's really working. And I said, great, we'll stay on it. What happened is they came in within six or seven months and said, um, I don't think it's working. I need to get back on my other medication. Are you still with me? Yep. Okay. Um, and I said, well, well, you're not focusing? He said, no, I need to get back on my stimulants. I said, okay. So we gave him the stimulants. And I said, well, let's stop the Stratera. Oh, no, I don't want to stop the Stratera. I really feel good on it. Stratera was invented by the same man at Eli Lilly that invented Prozac. Right. At and the, same, at the same time. And I think it very, was very helpful for anxiety, which many yes. of these people had. 
So I think we were relieving the anxiety, and maybe they studied, maybe we were able to focus a little better because of that. I'm not sure. But it, what we did is we combined the two, and then within a year, they stopped the stimulants and just went, I mean, they stopped the Stetera and just stayed yeah. on the stimulants because they were doing well without doing needing okay. the Stetera. So I, it, I use it when they can't take the stimulants. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I explained to them, it, it may not give you the same benefit, but it, it, it may help you to some degree. Right. And I, I do, I certainly wouldn't use it as a primary medication for anxiety, but... Um, no, 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 not at all. Yeah, There's better I've, ones. I've had more success, or patients have had more success as far as people with ADHD and the anxiety component mm-hmm. rather than just the ADHD component. So I think mm-hmm. there is a, a place there, but oftentimes um, if at school, kids will need a little bit of stimulant so that focus is there yeah. for school and having to sit all day and, and uh, the extra exactly. demands that school makes. My on, other uh, problem with it was is the side effect profile. Yep. An awful lot of people had stomach aches, gastrointestinal upset, tiredness, lethargy, and that was never made clear to me when it came out how many people were going to exhibit that. So that was another issue, which is I really hated to go that route unless I had to. Did you find, um, a, I guess, a, enough people that had really a, a major emotional effect where uh, they either got really, really angry or depressed or just um, it really affected their emotional state with the Stratera? With Stratera? Um, didn't run into that as much as I do with Adderall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Adderall is the Adderall, Madderall. Uh, right. Definitely. So I, I saw it much more there than I did with Stratera. Um, I, I, no, I, no, I'm always telling people, you're listening to my experience. If you're on Stratera and you're doing well, for goodness sakes, don't stop. Oh, absolutely. You know, do, what work, do what works for you. Yeah. Um, everybody has to figure that part out. Yes, absolutely. If uh, just because your friend took something else or, gee, there's this new one, and if you're doing right. fine on one, don't, you know, stick with the winner. Don't try to switch it up exactly. just because there's a, a new game in town. Um, well, we're pretty much at uh, the time we need to wrap up. So I uh, appreciate your expertise and sharing it with us, Ted. It's been helpful to get an overview of the uh, medications for ADD and some of the issues around them. Well, I'm delighted. Um And I enjoy talking with you, so thanks for the invite. Okay. This is Dr. David Pomeroy signing off from ADHD Focus, and we'll look forward to giving a chance to listen to another show at another time. Bye-bye.